Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPaul11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Another episode here, talking a little Senior Bowl recap. We talked some of that on Saturday with Connor Rogers. No better other person to talk to than Antoine Staley, Daily News. Antoine, it was good to see you down in Mobile. Um, you know, as always, obviously, how's everything going? You back? I know you did a little New Orleans, uh, New Orleans trip at the end of there, too. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I mean, I'm, you know, it's kind of a quiet time, especially uh, we got the Super Bowl coming up and then uh, the combine in a couple of weeks. But, yeah, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to that and definitely free agency and also get a senior bowl recap, too, because we saw, as you were down there, too, we saw a lot of good, talented players that kind of stood out as well. Yeah, I want to kind of start there and then we can kind of finish up uh, a little free agency. But obviously, in reality, nothing's changing over the next five weeks. So, um I guess big picture, what were your kind of expectations kind of going in here with this class? And I guess who are two, three, two or three guys? I guess we could start pass catcher first and then we could kind of make our way through. Um, I thought the tight ends in general personally were okay. A lot of drops. Yeah. Um, ben Sonata of Kansas State, I thought moved really well, but the tape wasn't great. So I don't really know what to make of him. Uh, receiver wise, we've talked a lot about a lot of these guys. Brendan Rice had a nice week. Uh, Roman Wilson, Matt McConkey, uh, Ricky Purcell from, from Florida. Uh, there are some names, obviously, that stood out, Malachi Corley, et cetera. Who stood out for you from a pass catcher perspective? And um, did anyone, like, exceed or, like, fit, fall short of expectations from that perspective? Yeah, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. But, yeah, definitely Roman Wilson. I definitely think, uh, first and foremost, really stood out to me. I mean, I know he's a good player. I mean, obviously, I watch – you know, a lot of college football and things of that nature too, but just to kind of see him in person, like the route running and, you know, the fact that he's not a very fast guy, but he always found a way to get open. And I thought that was just really key. And that's what you got to do in the league. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be the fastest guy, but if you can find ways to get open, especially considering his size and everything like that, I mean, he was just tremendous down there. So I definitely start with him. And yeah, Lamb Conkley, I definitely thought really stood out too as if well. They a, so, if they had a second round pick to me, he'd be a guy I would really mm-hmm. be hyping up because I feel like played some outside when they had Bowers inside yes. Georgia. We saw him line up outside and inside in Mobile, obviously primarily a slot guy, but his like, the tweet that was like, oh, his his floor is Cooper Cuff. I don't know who put that out. That was a ridiculous tweet. Okay. But before the, <laughs> okay. okay, sure. Yeah, I'll I guess take I'll that. Triple crown guy. But I, I will say there is a lot of like really shifty, really good accelerator, like good hands. Every route is run like as much as, as a receiver coach. Like he stacks guys. He like he he sets everything up. Everything is like a game. He knows where he wants to get to. And he always gets to his spot. Again, I'm not saying he's a he's gonna he's a guy who's not gonna run really well, but like 
is faster than you probably realize, not because he's white, just in general, he literally just is faster than yes. time, we'll say. Um, but that'd be a guy that I like, if the Jets were picking at, I guess whatever it would be, like 42, I'd be like, oh, like this is a guy they should target. I just don't think he'll be there when they're uh, they're on the board again. Yeah, I mean, it depends on, I mean, they could trade down, which is obviously back, still, yeah. yeah, this option, because, you know, I definitely think they would like to get a second round pick just from people that I was speaking to down there, but it's just a matter what the Joe Douglas decides to do, and then who obviously who's on the board at ten still too, because obviously that's it's going to be fluid there as well. Obviously, you know, Fuaga is a guy that a lot of people were really pointing to, who also had a, you know, and obviously not a pass catcher, but you know, had a good week down there, and somebody that the Jets do really like. And what do you, you know, think Jet- of Fuaga? Because I I felt like personally this is an unfair standard, but we talked about this two or three years ago. Also, if you're a guy that's going to be a top ten pick. I kind of want to see you just absolutely eviscerate people. Unfair or not, I, I just like if you're one of the ten best players going in the in the first round. Like I want to see you go to the Senior Bowl and like murder people. And I felt like he was good. I didn't feel like I was like blown away. I felt like he was a good player. Like that's what I saw on tape. Really solid, good player. Like tough dude. Feeder a little, not great. Um, definitely a right sided player. Did that kind of what you got from it? I didn't like walk away going like they have to fucking take this guy at 10. Like, no. No, I thought he was really good. I thought he was really good. And I thought he was really good at Oregon State too. What yeah, he's I a really like good, he's a really good player. Like that's what he yeah. is. He's a really good player. Exactly. Like I I mean, I saw I watch a lot of Pat twelve football, especially staying up late and things like that too. So but I would have liked to see him be, you know, lot up on the left side at times too, even though I know he doesn't, he's comfortable at right tackle. Hey, can we, but, like Tyler Guyton did that, and I felt like exactly. he, did, he struggled at it, but at least I was like, okay, I want to see it. Correct. That's what I was hoping to go down and see in Mobile, but obviously that didn't happen. So I was disappointed with that, you know, but, you know, the Jets in the situation where they, they could use a both a right or a left tackle, depending on what they do with ABT. Personally, I would keep ABT at right guard, but, you know, that's neither here or there. But, yeah, I definitely they, – they're going to need two starters on the offensive line either way. So to get a guy like that, that's just solid and consistent. I don't know how good Fuaga will be in the league, but I know he he's probably going to be a 10-year starter at least somewhere, um, whether it be with the Jets or whoever. That's how I feel about him. Yeah, he was a guy that, like I said, like really solid. There's not a lot of like – my one concern with him, and I, I talked about this on Saturday's pod, I, it just – the Jets have this – Fetish is the wrong word. It's not actually a fetish, but like they love these super strong brawler, like slower feet guys, like upper body blockers. And they've done it with Carter Warren. They did it with Becton, um, they, uh, Dwayne Brown. Like they're, that's not their thing. It's not like these light, quick feet. AVT is more of that guy. And everyone takes finesse in the wrong word. Being a finesse guy doesn't mean you want to rip, don't want to rip somebody's face off and you're not mm-hmm. tough. It just means the way you block is not like, I want to pancake every time. It's like, I don't know, dude, like, get this guy out of the way. Yeah, it's technique and it's light feet and things like that. Um, One guy that does have really light feet is Tyler Guyton. Yes. Again, he's at 10. That's that's rich for my blood. But in a trade back, as you mentioned, I know Connor Rogers mentioned this uh, on the pod as well. Is he a guy that really impressed you? Because I felt like great feet, but that dude loves contact. Every I swear every single time he went in a rep, there was pads popping. It was it was kind of cool to see, especially in an yeah. Ulster game uh, format. 
it was loud. It was definitely loud contact. And then, like you said, he invited the contact there. So, yeah, I mean, the only worry I have with Guyton is just his inexperience. But, you know, I can, I'm can i willing to look past that because I think he has a lot of potential. You know, he's very athletic, uh, obviously very strong, big guy there. Definitely everything that you want. The measurables just stick out to you a lot. Uh, and I'm sure Jets fans will probably – compare him to Makai a little bit, although he's in a much better shape than I even I think Makai was coming out of Louisville. But yeah, I definitely think he has everything, all the intangibles to be really good. And I think he did a great job with some a lot of the pass rushers that were down last week too. So yeah, if you trade down in the twenties and you still get a guy that can come in and produce and yeah, he struggled at left tackle, but definitely played more right tackle in um, at Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm all good with that too. So I would definitely be on board with them taking out. Yeah, he's a guy that in a trade down, I'd prefer over a Latham, prefer over a Mims, yeah, yeah. just because I feel like you don't, you're not concerned about the weight or some of these other issues. But like Latham has some nice reps. Like, don't get me wrong, I understand that people like him. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not a big Latham guy. I'm not a big Latham guy, and I Mims like the athleticism's there. I, I don't, I don't know. A little. It's, I like Mims a little bit more, but it's more too. like a big question. With him yeah. too, like Fought, if, Fontenelle if you go and Washington off. not playing sucked. That that was yeah. more I know Brandon Thorne's really high on him. I would have liked I to see too. him perform. I would have liked to see him perform. Two guys we did get to see that stood out, and I know you tweeted a bunch about them: Christian Haynes and, more importantly, Jackson Powers Johnson. Oh. Haynes is more realistic from a Jets perspective, just because unless again unless to trade down, um, both those guys. Powers Johnson was so good. I know he got a little dinged up, but he was so good the first two days. Like that dude did not have to continue. No. Nah. Um, and then Haynes, like, UConn guy, good player, day three, maybe late day two pick. I don't know, man. He, I don't I don't think I saw him lose a rep. Like, I, no, I genuinely I don't think I saw one rep he lost. So what was your impression of those two guys? Oh, yeah, I thought he was tremendous. I thought uh, just it's to be honest. Boy. Yeah, he is. He's huge because we went, we got on the field after, uh, after everything was over, and I'm like, like damn. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was big, but I didn't, know, I didn't realize he was that damn big and yeah i mean if you're the jets in that situation definitely uh day two and, and he's continued to rise his, uh, his stock has continued to rise and i expect that to uh, continue at the combine and then he's going to solidify himself as a day two pick and it's somebody that i think can really you know continue to maturate and become a really good player in the league you know to be honest with you so and then like you said the jets the last couple of years, the offensive line have been hitting really hard. I don't need to tell everybody that. So to get more and more players, especially good players, developmental players there, I definitely think that would be a, a bit key there. But uh, yeah. Jackson Perez, I said, I thought I had actually saw him at Oregon a little bit too. And like he actually started out at guard. Like he was so versatile. Like he was a guard, he was a center. And that's one thing I do like. So, I mean, he could play just about all the positions, especially uh, inside. So I definitely think he solidified himself as a for, late first round pick. And some team, some playoff team that needs offensive line help, yeah, you know, it's definitely going to get a really good player. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate they're not in that situation. I guess theoretically they could mortgage, like they just need a lot of different things. So, you know, I don't know what trading back up into the end of round one or they, you know, they, like they did two years ago. Um, I know defense is not. I don't. You know, people don't want to see them draft defensive guys. I get it. They're oh, they're going to. They're going, they're going to. to. Like they yeah. need a defense. That's why I try tackle. to tell people tell. They're they going need a to. defensive tackle and a safety likely in this class. Um, whether it's signing somebody or drafting somebody, like they're going to take somebody. Um, I will say this about Tavondre Sweat. I he's a really good player. Like I, I know there's some issues there. He did not weigh in. Um, 
he probably is like 400 pounds. I have no idea, but he is gigantic. That said, like the Jets are in this weird spot where like, I'd love them to be in a spot where like he falls because he will get, get mad at the weight thing. But like, I don't know, he falls to the third round because he's a two down player. And all of a sudden, like early downs, it's him and Q and you're like, Oh, well, nobody's running on them. And like, I don't know. I, again, there was not a lot to, I don't know. Do you have any takeaways from the defensive guys? I feel like it's just so hard because no one wants to talk about the defensive guys because of uh, last year. I do. I mean, I, I actually previewed some of them too. I thought Sweat was a guy that, you know, really could, you know, the Jets could potentially take because we saw, you know, even though I think the run defense got better as the year going on, and you tweeted about this too, yeah. it, it was a little overrated. Like people were saying it was a bad run defense. It it wasn't necessarily bad, but they gave up a lot of explosive plays at times. Uh, whether you talk about I remember the Raiders game, Josh Jacobs ended up running for that big game and, you know, that really hurt him. And obviously the Giants game with Saquon when Al Woods ended up going out. But either way, even if you bring Quentin Jefferson back, I definitely think you need somebody that can plug in the run there. And I think he's somebody that could definitely do that too. I thought Fist, you know, from FSU had a really good week too oh, as well. Awesome. Yeah, I thought he was somebody that, yeah, I think he fit really good at what the Jets like to do because, like, he can fit, he can play a number of different positions on the um, defensive line there. So if it's somebody, you know, you're looking at two guys there defensively, that they again, they're going to take a defensive guy. Jet fans don't want to hear that, but they need, they do have some holes there, and not as much as obviously the offensive side there, but as you alluded to, safety and DT, I think those two guys really stood out to be the most. Yeah, no, I, I I'm fully on the same page as you. Um, I, I, I was impressed. Um, I was impressed with him. I, I thought uh, a couple of the Notre Dame guys, you know, stood out, um, you know, as well. Again, spots that linebacker and corner where I know the Jets don't want to really talk about that. But again, those guys kind of stood out a little bit. Um, uh, Mitchell, like the two. Yeah, like, uh, Mitchell, Mitchell was awesome. Yeah. Um, there, there, there was definitely some guys that stood out for sure. I want to hit on the quarterbacks just quickly here. Um, it's been a topic of conversation to the Jets draft Rogers replacement this year. What do they do? X, Y, and Z. I will say this, I guess, about the quarterbacks down there. Um, I, I struggle it, with the, I struggle with the guys good. after I struggle with the guys after three, because there's moments you look at Penix, you look at even a Bo Nix, you look at, I don't know, even Spencer Rattler at times, like the ball pops or they look really good or they make a play and you're like, Oh, um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But when the waters get muddied for Penix, he's not the same player. Uh, Correct. And again, that's fine. But he's a 24-year-old guy with injury concerns. You're kind of like drafting a, a different version. Of, not He's not Tua. But I'm just saying like a different version of like a guy where it feels like if the, if it's not perfect, it kind of starts to, to unwind. Oh. I thought Knicks was so disappointing. Um, yeah, I just – for a guy that was like coming into the week, was like, oh, does he get top 10 buzz? And as a Jets fan, you're thinking, wow, like I hope he gets high, goes high because that frees up maybe a tackle or a pass catcher. <laughs> I didn't see top 10 pick. No. Um, again, Rattler. Spencer Rattler, like as much as the ball does pop at times, through a couple of bad interceptions and team drills. And more importantly than that, like, not gonna lie, the tape doesn't lie the last four, four plus years. And then the one guy I will highlight, I talked about this on Saturday, and then I'll let you go. Carter, uh, Carter Bradley, Gus Bradley's son. South yeah. Alabama kid, he's maybe a sixth or seventh round pick. So I'm just prefacing that. He's a guy, if the Jets have not taken a quarterback, and this is late day three, and they have those three back-to-back picks at the end of the, the draft, if he's like there, I saw, enough from, I saw enough from him, like that guy could at least be a backup in the NFL. Yeah. That's a all. Practice That's, squad. Yeah, practice squad, like gate quarterback three guy. Like, I don't know, NFL pedigree, like maybe he's a guy that like, latches in and be a backup. Um, what'd you, what was your take on the quarterbacks? Because, again, big storyline coming in. Don't think anyone was like – Sam Hartman definitely didn't distinguish himself, I can tell you that much. Nah, no. Nah, oh, Hartman was terrible. Like, I thought he was probably – and I was hoping – I think I, I didn't have high expectations, but, you know, he struggled with, obviously, turnovers, fumbles, stuff like that too as well. He's got good um, hair, though. He does. Like, yeah, he definitely uh, is looking for a second career, definitely model, possibly, <laughs> like, here commercial. But, uh, yeah, Penix, like, and I wrote this, like, in my preview, if the he has a, if the pocket is clean, like, yeah, he can deliver, like, really good balls. But I think as we saw in the Michigan game, if the pocket is not clean, then he struggles at times. And I think that's kind of what happened. That's led up to a few interceptions in the national championship there. You know, even, you know, out there in practices, not everything's going to be perfect. And in the NFL, definitely every, everything's not going to be perfect. So I definitely think, for me, I think somebody's going to take him in the first round. I don't know who that is. Maybe the Raiders or somebody like that. But, yeah, you're going to have to have a really good offensive line, especially considering he's lost a lot. I like his athleticism, you know, due to the injuries that he had early in his career. And that was unfortunate because I thought in Indiana he was very, very athletic. Yeah, but, the COVID year, he was awesome. Oh, yes, exactly. So that's unfortunate. But Bo Nitz, he's very—he's an enigma. I had somebody, a scout, tell me he's kind of like a, you know, mobile version or more mobile Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, and, you know, I could, I was like, yeah, I can kind of see that I too. I can kind like, of see that. Yeah. That doesn't, that's yeah. not crazy. Yeah. I was like, somebody that you're always going to, he can start, but you're always going to be looking to replace him. Like, kind of like, sort of like Ryan Tannehill in a way. Like, Tannehill in his career, like the Dolphins took him and, you know, they were always 
people were always talking about like, they're going to replace him, and same thing with Tennessee too as well. So yeah, I mean, I, I like Nitz. I I thought he had a. Re- I think going to Oregon really benefited him well, leaving Auburn. But I still have a lot of questions there. And then you talk about Rattler. I mean, his Senior Bowl it was definitely up and down, <laughs> kind of like his career has been, whether yeah. it be at Oklahoma or uh, South Carolina. If the Jets, you know, a lot of people talked about the Jets possibly taking him on day three. I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with that, but. You know, he, you got a lot of work to do uh, with a guy like that because he definitely has a lot of intangibles and a lot of talent. But you do not want him stepping out there on the field uh, in 2024. I, I will say that. Yeah, he's he's small, man. Like, I, yeah. I, him and Hartman, like, really small. Bo Nix is pretty thick but not, yeah. like, tall. The rest of these guys are just significantly bigger than them. Yeah, um, yeah Penix uh, is yeah, huge. Yeah. Penix is huge. Like, Carter Bradley was really big. Like, I, um, Michael Pratt out of, of Tulane. Had he was the one guy like I would say I he had the most. Him. I was the most. He was one of those guys that I felt like he just screams like replacement level backup, like guy that will just come in the league, be consistent. Like I don't know, Nick Mullins is a bad example, but like just somebody that like will just always be on a roster, always kind of be there. Had some nice moments. Mm-hmm. Um, again, smart maybe guy, an, smart guy. Maybe an option for day three. Yeah, uh, you know as well. Obviously, there was other drama around the Jets, you know, down in Mobile. And, uh, you know, this happens every year. There's always one or two stories that break uh, down in Mobile. Two years ago was the Brian Flores lawsuit. Uh, Last year was Sean Payton getting traded. There's always something, right? It's the first time everyone's together again. Yeah. It's kind of tends to happen. Not necessarily, like, I don't have to recap the entire article. I've done that already. But I guess just big picture, like, what do you make of the article and just kind of everything going on around the Jets at the moment. Um, obviously, never a dull moment uh, at one Jets drive. No, it is not. I mean, a lot of the article really didn't surprise me. It was stuff that I kind of already knew. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of smoke in, around the organization right now. And definitely, you know, you look at Robert Sala, you look at Joe Douglas, I think a lot of things have been square. They're, they're squarely on the hot seat. I mean, I think we already knew that. We thought last year, you know, they needed to win. And obviously, Aaron got hurt and they got a mulligan for that. And you know, just right or wrong, whether you think they do or not. But this year is it, man. Like, they have a lot of things, you know, a lot of smoke coming out of their organization there. It's a, it's a bit of a mess. It has been a mess. I mean, obviously the article really detailed, you know, in thorough, like how, how big of a mess it's been. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you got to win and it's no excuses anymore. Like you got to be able to deliver. And, you know, that's basically the bottom line for me. Like, I mean, I know, like I said, I know how big of a mess they've been. Like, I don't want to get too deep deep into it, at least not, you know, publicly. But, yeah, it, it is uh, a lot going on there. But you got, it's a result-based business, man. Like, you got to be able to get the job done, too. And it's been four years. This will be year four. And I don't know how many people would keep their job, especially with all the mess that's surrounding them. And they took a quarterback that turned out to be a bust at number two in 2021. So they're forcing to still have a job. But, you know, again, you know, they're right. They're they're having all their hopes on Aaron. And, you know, we'll see if they can deliver. But, yeah, it's a lot of pressure squarely on a lot of people in that organization. And then, obviously, you know, to let go of Rex when they did it, you know, although the news came out during Senior Bowl. They told us uh, it happened right after the season, but you can be- you can believe whatever you. That's why I tell people can believe whatever they want to, but you know the story did come out like during the Senior Bowl. So it's, again, a lot of things that just squarely placed a lot of pressure on Joe Douglas and Robert Sala to get it right this offseason. 
I want to just run two things by you before we wrap here. Obviously, you know, combine coming up, um, you know, all these different things kind of going on. Looks like there's just it's just a make or break off season for them with between you know Rogers and this roster and where it is and having this kind of two to three year window and Douglas and Sala and all these different things. I guess my question is, how confident are I guess are you just from being around the team every single day that they can kind of go get the backup quarterback, go get the receiver, go get two offensive linemen? Like, is it wrong to like? in some ways feel confident and also other ways be like, I have no idea if you're getting this right. Cause the track record doesn't tell me otherwise. Like, is that a crazy take? No, I mean, I kind of wrote about that earlier this week. I mean, the proof has been in the pudding. Like how can I trust? I thought last year would be the year that they would try to get everything together. And then especially a year coming off where they had 11 different in 2022 had 11 different starters on the offensive line. Last year was even worse when you end up having, you know, 13, 14 guys in 14 combinations in 17 games. So for me, yeah, I always thought, I think, I feel confident they're going to get it done because a lot of people's asses are on the line this year more than ever. But I don't, I'm not 100% sure they're going to get the job done. And I don't know how many people, like, I'll strictly look at the offensive line and, you know, the free agency, like what it looks like free agency-wise. It's not great at tackles too. So you're going to have to, whether you got to draft a guy, but also, you know, address some of those needs of free agency and maybe even a trade too, depending on, you know, how you look at things. But I am, if I, if I had to gauge it like on a percentage scale, it probably about 60%, which is not great, but uh, just because of the press, like they had, they've had multiple chances to try to get the job done and then it's not happened. So, but I do think they're going to make a concerted effort to do it simply because if they don't, then, everybody's going to be possibly potentially out of here after 2024. So that's the only confidence that I can give anybody. I wanted to quick Super Bowl, obviously, uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Who do you like? We'll finish with this. Who do you like? What What do you uh, What do you think we're expecting uh, Sunday at around 6 o'clock other than Tony Romo orgasming himself over uh, Jim Nance? <laughs> Patrick and, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know that's happening. Uh, <laughs> I'm not picking against the Chiefs anymore. I thought – I thought they would lose to either Buffalo or Baltimore. Obviously, that didn't happen. I think their defense has been tremendous. And it's a lot. Patrick Mahomes not going to feel like he has to do too much like he has in, in the past. So, I mean, they have an incredible defense. One of the uh, generational quarterback, one of the best that's ever played the game. Two and two, like, I'm not, I'm not going against that. I know the 49ers are favorites. I don't know how. They're still favorites. But, yeah, there's no way, no chance in hell I'm picking against the Chiefs again. Yeah, I think this game comes down to like how they start. San Francisco can't afford to get down early again. They've oh. gotten away with it the last couple of years. I mean, last couple of weeks. Um, they play really well from in front. Like they just they have all year when they play from behind. They're not the same team. So uh, I'm with you. I'm probably gonna going Kansas City, but something about the San Francisco thing. Like it'd be cool to see them get it done. Um, it would be. Kyle's got his million doubters, even though he's been to a bunch of Super Bowls and all these different things. I'm so sick, sick and tired of hearing like the Brock Purdy stuff, whether you like him or not. I, I just think it'd be like, it'd be cool for not a first round quarterback, to, you know, like whatever, a guy not, you know, end of the end of the draft to go in there and win just because it was, I want to see how it makes the NFL scramble to try to be the next Niners. Um, but again, obviously appreciate you hopping on. Uh, yeah. We'll get, we'll get this episode out. We'll get it done. The one in, but you know, around the combine time, we'll maybe do that one in person, you know, down in Indy, but Appreciate you as always. Make sure everyone's following Antoine's work with the daily news, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Appreciate you for listening. And we'll be back on uh, Saturday with TOJ Talks.